It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly Woo! radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Tuesday, it's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live, with your hostess with the mostess, Shelly from Cali, on VOCNation.com. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that one hit me. That one hit me good. Hola, 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 hola. You are listening to Shelly Live here on the VOC Nation. I am indeed your hostess with the most is Shelly from Kelly. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Fred Mertz, the podcasting dog. It's my doggy. That's my dog. How are you guys doing today? I feel weird. What else is new, right? <coughs> I took a really big bong rip before, um, and I thought it would be all right because it was uh, while the commercial was going and you just got me at the end of that, so sorry. Um, wow, today, it's like one big blur. A lot of things, I did a lot of things. Isn't that weird when you have like a day that seems to just like come and gone, you don't know where it went, but when you really think about it, you did do a lot. But it's kind of like, I don't know, what is that? Like maybe just mechanically I did my my daily duties on a Tuesday. Shout out to my secret society. Happy Sexy Selfie Tuesday. So if that's the kind of girl I am. I choke on bong hits. I burp. I talk about my period. Deal with it. To the two people that are listening to this broadcast right now. Anyways. <laughs> Today was crazy because okay, I woke up. Um, I woke up about six. Here you go, Fred. Are you already going to be a troublemaker over here? I think Fred Mertz is thirsty, so we got to get him some water ASAP. I am not in my studio today. Um, it's just—it's not as hot as it has been today, but it's still pretty darn warm. And being that I already feel like kind of rough. I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to go in there. And I really just can't wait to get it all sorted out because I really like creating in there, even when it's, you know, podcasting and, you know, podcasting and live streams, I kind of feel are more like just hanging out. And I love that. It's because I really feel that um, it's like my own little space, you know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just, I can't really explain it. So it does bum me out when I don't do the broadcast from there, but um, I just feel like my energy level will be way better here inside the house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this morning when I woke up, um, I did my usual. I did get requests on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Shelly Martinez channel, uh, for doing a morning or getting up with me in the morning routine video. I'm totally going to do it. I just, you know, haven't gotten there yet. So this is kind of like a little uh, preview. So usually I get up, I make some coffee, I put on um, the morning show that I listen to, KLOS, uh, Heidi and Frank. Um, 
you know, I get things going depending on how my stomach feels. Um, I do, I do do, <laughs> I do do intermittent fasting and I really enjoy it. I enjoy intermittent fasting so much because I have been practicing it before I even knew what intermittent fasting was. I would just kind of listen to my body. And Danielle would always kind of get on me. She's like, oh, my gosh, it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you haven't eaten. <clears throat> but looking back, I bet you anything those times where I just wasn't hungry until like 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I bet you the day before I had like a hearty dinner, like spaghetti or something like that, with some kind of pasta or whatever. <clears throat> and so that's why when I heard about intermittent fasting and the health benefits, especially because I wonder um, something that I've suffered for, from for years is <clears throat> sometimes at nighttime I'll get like night sweats. And it really sucks because whether it's like summer nights, so where it's like pretty warm, you know, in the uh, evening, or if it's in the winter or anything in between, it freaking sucks because no matter what the temperature is in my environment, I still have that, like, my whole body is just wet. It's disgusting. The, my side of the bed's always gross. Ugh, it's just like a whole thing. And to be honest with you, that never happened to me until when I lived in Kentucky towards the tail end. Um, I'd say the last, like, oh, I'd say, like, the last, like, four months I was there. <clears throat> I did try out growth hormone. I would inject it into me. And I loved it because I was like, wow, I have all this energy. I feel great. I feel great. Um, it did help with, um, you know, my body. It just was really, it. I felt took well to it. But I had a friend. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. His wrestling name was Dean Visk. And um, he was in developmental in Louisville. And I don't know if when, no, no, prior to him getting signed to WWE, he worked at a hospital, like a male nurse kind of thing. And I would ask him a lot of questions about like different health things. And I'll never forget when I told him, I was like, hey, Dean, like, what do you think about like growth? And he was like, Miss Shelley, using growth hormone can be a wonderful thing, but here's the problem. A lot of people, especially in our business, they use it in their 20s, and that's not healthy. Usually, people use growth hormone and get those benefits when they're older, like in their 40s and 50s. So I highly recommend that you do not do it. And so when he told me that, he also mentioned to me that, um, now this is just an example. I'm not saying this is fact, but he was like, haven't you ever known people in Hollywood? Like, let's say Jennifer Aniston Drew Barrymore, that throughout the years, their face kind of changed, like a little, like, elongated, you know. And he was like, it's because they took growth hormone, probably. He must say probably. He wasn't for sure. He was like, but that's what it looks like, that they took growth hormone at too young of an age, and, like, these are kind of the things that happen. So that freaked me out. I was like, oh, no. Especially because I have, and I used to be super insecure about this, but I have one ear that sticks out and the other one doesn't. So my first thing was like, oh, my gosh, my ear is going to get bigger. <laughs> Not my ear. It's funny because um, on that note, wrestling, um, it really helped me with some of my insecurities, believe it or not. And one of them was my ear. I used to be so insecure about my ear that um, – when I was younger, like growing up here in SoCal, man, the heat is no joke during like summer seasons. And I would never put my hair up in a ponytail because of that ear. And when I would, <clears throat> I would always try to like camouflage it somehow. And it was like this whole thing. And um, I'll never forget when I was in junior high, it was so hot. And I've always been a long hair girl. So <clears throat> I have this long ass thick hair. And um, it's super, super hot. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try to put it in a ponytail, like whatever. And there was this boy I liked. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead. He'll never hear this. But I, 
in later in life called him out on this. So I'm just gonna say this dude, Aaron Newsom. Okay, <coughs> excuse me, Aaron Newsom. I liked him so freaking much. We made out like once, and um, I remember he was walking towards me, and like the wind kind of like kicked up, and when it kicked up, it kind of like blew my hair like up a little bit, you know. And when he saw that, he like made a face at me where he pulled his ears out, like they're sticking out. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. So I would be so weird about my ear. So I even say that I was going to get it fixed when I was older. I was like, I'm going to get plastic surgery on my ear. And uh, because of wrestling, I don't even, I can't even tell you like my moment with wrestling that I had, but pretty early on, I realized I had to put my hair in the ponytail. Like when I started training and stuff like that, at first I didn't, at first I totally didn't, but then I was like, you know what? I definitely need to like put my, oh man, Fred's pooping. I need to put my hair up. So I just started putting my hair up. And then before I knew it, it wasn't even like a thing. Like I didn't even think about it anymore. And it's so crazy because here for many, many years of my life, like up until that point. Okay. So let's see. I started training when I was 20. So, oh my gosh, I started training wrestling when I was 20, right? I'm 40 now. So that means almost, because I, I retired at 17 years, right? Almost half my life I was in wrestling. That is crazy. I never thought of it that way. Holy cow. Okay, let's talk about that for a second, you guys. Okay, that is crazy. I already trip out on the fact, God bless you, Fred, that he has been in my life literally half of my life because he's 20. I got Fred right before I started training in wrestling. So that is crazy. I just never really thought like how almost half of my life I was in the wrestling business. Like, oh my goodness, no wonder, oh my gosh, no freaking wonder why. Like, I've been so butthurt and so, like, affected. Because wrestling's been with me almost my, like, half of my life. Certainly my adult life, you know. Man. You know, it's just all about understanding yourself more and more, people. I, re- I highly recommend digging a little deeper and trying to figure yourself out because that's just something that I've been totally trying to do. And, like, even moments like this where I wasn't even thinking about it, I'm just talk- talking my stories, just telling you my stories. And I'm realizing, like, whoa, no wonder. Shout out to wrestling for giving me such an interesting life. <laughs> Okay, going back to the um, growth hormone. So I stopped doing it. And um, I actually stopped doing it maybe like a month or so before I went to TNA. And that's when I got like a tummy for a little while because like I stopped taking it. Um, you know, and other things, too, I'm sure. I wasn't um, as active as I was for a while there because I had to, like, move back to California, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And then once I got in the groove of things, like, I got my body back without growth hormone or anything. So that was good. But it wasn't until I messed with it, you guys, that I – that was, like, the first time I ever experienced these weird night sweats. And since then, I still – like, just the other night I had them. And I was like, dude – And I've done some, like, different research and things like that on it. And um, one of the things that I've wondered is if my blood sugar drops while I'm sleeping, and that kind of can trigger it, too, or whatever. So when I discovered the intermittent fasting and, like, what it can do, one of the things that, you know, that that they say it can help you with is, help regulating your blood sugar and stuff like that. So I thought, wow, like maybe that's why my body takes well to when I don't really eat until like way later the next day. And I always felt like when I would finally have that meal, 
like, I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I got to eat all this food and then whatever. And then I feel like tired and like bloated. It would more like, it felt like my body just really absorbed it well, you know? So I was intermittent fasting before intermittent fasting was a thing. And I'm not that it was a thing, but it became such a popular thing. And I'm glad it did because then I was able to understand it more and practice it. Now I am pretty good about it, but sometimes I do listen to my body. I, I wake up and I don't feel well. I will like either eat a piece of toast or if I can't even eat that because I wake up feeling sick, um, I'll eat some crackers or something like that. But Typically, I wait until my intermittent fasting's over, and that's when I eat. And so, like, today, I did my workout. <clears throat> I did it just a little bit later than I would have liked to, but, hey, still did it. I learned it because last night, oh, my gosh, yesterday, I didn't get to my workout in enough time because it got super hot. So I was like, okay, I'll just do it after dinner. It'll be good because then after I eat dinner, I can just, like, go to bed, bed not feeling, like, he- heaviness on me or anything. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was, like, dying doing my cardio. Oh, my gosh. And first I did my weights, and that was okay. It was a little bit of a struggle just because, like, my mind was, like, oh, I just want to, like, be chilling right now. But um, so I did my weight, and then when it was time for my cardio, I do a pretty intense cardio because I just like to burn as much calories as I can without – with almost killing myself, not quite killing myself, but just, just almost, you know, because I, I just, you know, I like to drink, as you guys know, um, you know, I do love carbs, but I feel like I can regulate them pretty well, like, if I feel like, oh, I've been having too much carbs, it's not really a struggle for me to be like, oh, I can't have carbs, I have to watch out, like, for me, it's pretty, like, I'm fine with it. I love them, but I'm fine with it. So really, I try to stay on. Oh, are you okay, friend? I try to stay on top of it because I want to make sure that if I want to drink, I don't have to worry about it. And like it, I guess you would say in like just general terms, cancels it out. You know what I'm saying? So when um, last night I was just like, I have to do this. I need to make sure that I get this workout in. And I just told myself, I was like, dude. This is why, like, tomorrow morning, even if, like, I don't start cardio right at the time that I want to, like, just make sure to freaking do it in the morning no matter what because I do not want to feel this way again tomorrow. (laughs) So that's what really got me going. Like, I was getting a little bit too much in. This is what my problem is. I get a little bit too much into my editing for, like, my Secret Society or my OnlyFans. Fred, you okay? That um, I will kind of get lost in like what I'm doing and then it's like an hour two hours will go by and I'm like crap and you know then it's like oh shoot it's hot so I was right about to get into that mode I was like no I don't want to have a repeat of yesterday let's just do it so come on Fred um so then I was able to do the cardio and oh my gosh it was so freaking much and um I just all I wanted to do was eat. I was so hungry after I was done with my session. I try to burn 700 calories, but usually I burn about 640, 650. <clears throat> so it's a lot. And um, after you know, I came in, I started making my food. Everything was awesome. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to have to deal with my website stuff because as you guys know, I have been uh, dealing with Trying to get my website back going. Uh, ShellyMartinez.net is now messed up. Um, ShellySecretSociety.com has been messed up for a while. Hold on, let me get a drink of this. I've been messed up for a while, so I'm trying to figure it out. I was like, okay, before I get into my day, because I do have some stuff I have to shoot today, I need to get this done. So I ate my food, and then after I ate, I waited a little bit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm still so hungry, and I just do not want to feel sick today. Like, that's I can't. I can't go another day where I just don't feel well. Because over the weekend, I had a couple days I did not feel good at all. And I just don't want to be in that place again. So um, I just I made some more food. I was like, okay, like, this is fine, like, whatever. And then 
after like, I'd say about a good 30 minutes, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I have to lay down. Like, I just, I don't want to like lag later. And I already knew that I was going to be shooting my uh, content in the evening just because it's cooler in my studio and everything like that. Plus, you know, I like to shoot um, at nighttime. I just, out of laziness, so I don't have to block out, black out the windows or anything. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to lay down for a little bit. It'll be fine. And then I did. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, I, re- I didn't realize how tired I was. Like, I just don't know what the hell's going on with me. I, I just have been so tired lately. I haven't been feeling well. I'm having a bad moment. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep sleeping. Like maybe my body just needs that like replenishment. You know what I mean? So I slept longer than I should have, but I had no regrets. Took a shower and then I met here with you fine people. So that's what I'm saying. Like I got a lot done this morning as far as like my secret society, my only fans go. I got some um, emails done, some other side business things worked out and then I just was done (laughs) and I don't like that because I lost like two hours in the day now and I still don't feel like yeah let's go I feel rejuvenated that's exactly what I needed I'm gonna go back to sleep (laughs) I want to go back to sleep to be honest with you but there's so much more to be done but it's all right so Let's talk about what you guys wanted me to talk about. Now, before I came on here, I went ahead and looked. I did tweet and I Instagram. What would you guys like me to talk about today on Shelly Live? And once again, I get ignored. Now, maybe there's just one person, maybe just big time bride listening to me and that's it. So I don't know if that's what it is or what, but let me look back again. Let's see here. Okay. So one person... At, oh man, I hope I don't say this wrong. Bisham Devil 2020 or 22 says, secret question, which I don't understand what that's supposed to mean because I literally said, what do you want me to talk about on today's Shelly Live podcast? Secret question, wink. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Secret question, wink. You know, it just annoys me. That's all. Okay, so now we have at Enough. Enough. Wait. Enough. Enough. 1976. I hope I said it right. Um, Your character from CWF Hollywood and your ring entrance. Um, I love my character at CWF Hollywood a lot. Um, At first, I was just an interviewer gal, and I love that, too, because I am the hostess with the most. Is give me a microphone. Have me interview people. I love thinking quickly on my feet and little puns to, like, add to the interview or whatever. Um, so I really enjoy that. And working with Johnny LaCosto, like, I just love that so freaking much. Like, I felt like him and I had really good chemistry. So much so, I used to have this huge crush on him. I would tell him, too. When I would get, a, like, a little turned up sometimes, I'd be like, well, Quasto, we could be perfect together. And I really meant it. I don't know if he thought I was joking, but I really just like him a lot. So that's how much um, chemistry we had there. But then they had it to where I was uh, valeting or managing uh, this fellow named Ricky Mandel. Ricky Mandel is such a nice guy. Like, I don't know him like super super well but as far as like when I worked with him he was totally respectful he just not just respectful of me as a woman but like what I have done in the business like he was always asking me questions and what my thoughts were on certain things and like you know what it was just like it was awesome like to work with somebody that just wanted to like learn you know what I mean because that's what it's about so there was that and then there was a time that both Ricky and I ended up in a relationship so not with each other but with you know I got a boyfriend and he got a girlfriend and we used to do a whole thing where like when we did our entrance it was very sexy 
and uh, we would do a kiss. So I remember telling him, I was like, so what about this kiss? He's like, I was kind of wanting to bring that up to you too because I have a girlfriend now. And I just thought that was so awesome that we were both on the same page. And something like that doesn't really happen, and at least in my experience, in wrestling that much. People are usually like, oh, it's just wrestling, blah, 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 or whatever, rolling your eyes. So that's why I say I feel he's a really nice guy. And I've never heard anything bad about him. And I remember there was this dude, gag me with an effing spoon, why don't you? Freaking dude. If I wanted to be a bitch, I would say exactly who it is, but I ain't one to gossip. <laughs> but I'll tell you, like I always say, it's not about the who, it's about the what. Let me tell you what happened. So there's this dude that would be involved in CWF sometimes. Hold on, let me take another sip of this awesome sparkling water. It has like the Dr. Pepper like taste to it, but it has no, it's naturally flavored and it's freaking awesome. So shout out to the freaking Kroger sparkling water. So this dude, ugh. One day, um, when he, I don't know if he was involved with CWF Hollywood before I was, but when Ricky and I first started working with each other, um, and we're doing really well, like we were heels, we were awesome heels. I had so much fun. Like it just worked, you know, I just, I really loved it. And I was able to really like step it up and like heal. Like it was awesome. I used to fight with the audience. <laughs> I used to do bad things, man. I would get in their face. Like, I was going to fight, like, men fight them, and they would legit get pissed. Because I wasn't being over the top, like, campy. <laughs> I'm one of those people that I make people question a lot because they're like, is she being serious or is she being for real? Because I think she's being for real. And that's what I love about wrestling. I was able to really tap into that. So I used to do stuff like spit. At, like, uh, like this one guy was like, oh, he's trying to say like that um, I needed a breath mint or something like that, and then I acted all nice like I was taking it from him, and then when I chewed it in my mouth. I'm not saying this is right. I used this in the moment, then I spit the <laughs> mint at him. It's so terrible, I know, but you got to remember. I mean, I'm from a different generation of wrestling, and so like that stuff just kind of happened, you know. Carney is saying this. So, anyways, this dude. Um, so, I remember seeing him, and I had worked with him before um, in WWE. Not worked with him, like, one-on-one, but, like, we both were there. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, hi, so-and-so, da-da-da. And they were, like, walking. There's, there'd be, like, a line outside of the CWF where they film. And um, he was, like, walking past the fans. And he, like, blew me off. He, like, looked at me like I was just, like, oh, whatever. And I was, like, ew. I thought we were cooler than that, but ew, whatever. And so I just really put a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe that's why I needed the mint later from that fan. <laughs> I put a bad taste in my mouth. And then when we were inside and we were, like, I was, like, dude, whatever. So I was just, like, kind of doing my thing. And then um, – Ricky and I had gone out once, and because if I remember correctly, we filmed a couple shows in the day. So Ricky and I went out once, and then when we came back, and we got such a great reaction, it was really awesome, it was fun, it was exciting, we got the point across, and um, that's when he came up to me, he was like, oh, so Shelly, and I was like, that's funny, like, you totally blew me off in front of all the fans and you're going to come back here. And everyone kind of just like, <gasps> like in the back, they were just like, dude. And it wasn't like I was trying to be all like bowing up to the guy, but it was just like my genuine reaction. Like, are you effing kidding me right now? Like you acted like the most stuck up bitch outside around the fans. And then I kind of thought like, well, maybe she didn't realize like it was me. Like, maybe he was just like in his zone and just, it didn't click. Okay. So then when he was like, Oh, Shelly, and then the crap that came out of his mouth after that, I was just like, it didn't even matter if that was the case. He's being a douchebag right now. 
And I was just like, dude, whatever. And I could tell it bothered him that, A, I called him out, and I wasn't buying his freaking lemonade. But I did it in front of the boys. And so they all saw it. They saw me dog him now. And so when Ricky and I went out the second time, I remember we, I was feeling it so much. We had that crowd. We had them. It was great. And then this dude, I see him pull Ricky aside, and he starts telling him all this stuff about his character and what he needs to do, da, da, da. and I'm thinking, you little bitch. Like, no, I'm not even a fan of your characters because, like, it's not, quote, unquote, over with me. So don't be, like, messing up over here what we got going on, you little hater, giving bad advice. That's how I looked at it. I looked at it as he was being a hater, so he wanted to knock Ricky down a couple pegs. And I remember, I, I, like, I was in ear and eyes view of like when this was going down because it wasn't in quote unquote in front of me it was like he pulled him aside and I just so happened to be like right there because I was going to go talk to Ricky and I was just like are you effing kidding me and so when this douchebag finished talking to Ricky I like Ricky just looked so sad it was almost like we were on this endorphin high from going out there and performing telling a good story having that crowd believe everything that was going on. Like, that's like the coolest feeling. You got that crowd, man. And I saw him just deflate because this dude was giving him poor advice. So I said, everything that he just told you, forget it. Oh, he's being a hater. And then I reminded him about the moments we just had in that ring with each other, with that crowd, with his opponent, Todd Chandler, which was an awesome thing that we were doing. And, like, dude, no. No. And broke my heart. And it made me wonder if that was the anything Some do. And it makes me want to freaking vomit. Haters. Maybe... This dude should worry more about what he needs to be doing to, like, get the reaction that. And see what he could pick apart and try to get in someone's head. That's why to this day, that dude, I don't like him, think he's crap. And ever since then, I found so much other stuff out about him, Um, like, just from girls that he had been involved with that are my friends. And like, it's just like, you know what? That guy can kiss my ass like big time. So anyways, <laughs> I loved working there. I loved um, working with Ricky. Um, after a while, it was just one of those things where, like I said this before, like, and I've said this to Dave Marquez's face. So again, it's not talking crap. It's just how I feel. I just feel like he doesn't like me, and that's fine. And after a while, I just felt like I just didn't want to be around, like, this weird energy that would go along with being a part of it. And it really sucked because I had so much fun at CWF Hollywood. And it was one of those things where it really, like, I was really trying to, like, give back to my roots here in SoCal, you know what I mean? Like, I really wanted, like, in the big picture of things for me and my wrestling career, I always pictured from the very, very beginning that I wanted to end my career in SoCal. Like, I wanted to pay forward that I'm from SoCal. I trained in SoCal originally. Um, You know, I'm very proud of that, especially because during, since I'm such an old fart, at that time, there wasn't really many resources in California as far as wrestling went. And, you know, it's almost like, even though there was a presence of independent wrestling here in SoCal and had been here for a really long time, it wasn't so known, like, when I became friends or worked with people that grew up, like, in the Midwest or Canada or on the East Coast, where you see flyers for wrestling a lot. It's like, it's pretty common. And even if you're not into wrestling, you know, wrestling happens in your town. Whereas until I got into wrestling myself, 
I didn't realize that wrestling was happening here in SoCal like it was. Do you know what I mean? So I was just very, very proud of that. And I really wanted to pay that forward. That's why it sucks that I feel I don't have a good relationship with the wrestling scene here in SoCal at all. Like from the first wrestling school I went to and getting taken advantage of by that, by the owner to, I don't know, like my whole UPW and the weirdness that's there. And then how like, everything went down as AWS and BART and then like how I got kicked at Santino brothers kicked me out. And then like (laughs) people just talking crap. Like it just made me feel stupid that for so long from the very beginning, I just always wanted to like give that energy back. But it's almost like they were like, we don't want you here. loser get out of here you can't sit with us (laughs) oh well so that's why I ended in Germany bitches (laughs) at least in Germany they treated me nice (laughs) it's okay though but um gosh I forgot what my was doing oh yeah so the question yeah so CWF Hollywood like I hope that they're still doing well um you know there's a lot of really good talent that was in there you know and I had like so many great moments and memories and there was even times where like I really got to see people and who they are and what they're about and like somebody that I always really liked and I've never repeated it was like BFF with them or anything is Ray Rosa I always liked Ray Rosa a lot. I still do. I still follow him and everything. Um, Ray Rosa, I mean, I don't know what his opinion of me is, but based on how he's always treated me, I always got good vibes from him. And his wife, Juliana, like, I always would enjoy talking to her. We had very cool and spiritual um, talks in the past. And like I said, even though it wasn't like I was all BFF with him, it was just one of those things where people like that just stand out to me. And that's when I'm just like, you know, I have these fun little cool moments. And, uh, you know, I, I tuck that in, in my heart, you know, because, yeah, there's all those ugly moments and things that pushed me out of damn wrestling. But there's a lot of good, too. And a lot of that good for me came from CWF Hollywood. So thank you for that question. Let's see here. Um, somebody, okay. Ask Steel Mario says, still trying to wrap my mind about the fan that paid $400 to ask out a wrestler, and she kindly told him no. I think I'll save my $400 for other things. What? (laughs) So, okay, still trying to wrap my mind about a fan that paid $400 to ask out a wrestler, and she kindly told him no. What are you talking about, Mario? Tweet me. Uh oh, we have we have the sham, the shame coming back because we are outsiders. Oh, I said no one wants to interact with me because we're outsiders. But you said secret question. I don't like that. Okay, now we have at macabre maestro. I would. I don't know. I'm just trying to interact with some people <laughs> on the Twitter here to see what you guys want me to talk about. That's what's up. All right. So that's that. And then let's see. Let me go back to the other. Okay. So now let me go to my Instagram and see if anyone said anything there. I don't think so. Shelly from Cali 4. That's my new IG. Nope. No one said anything. That's okay. Maybe next time, you guys. Maybe next time. <laughs> hey, but we got the cool question about CWF Hollywood, right? 
you know, since uh, nobody had anything that they want me to talk about, I did put some things down in case no one said anything. And I want to talk about change. Have you ever been to a place where, like, it changes and it's just not the same? Like, let's say, like, a restaurant or a club or anything. Like, you know, it's just one of those things I feel that eventually kind of happens. And that's why when it sucks, when something doesn't change for years and years and years and years, like, when others, like, let's say, like, a bar Say there's a bar and it just never changes. It's always the same. They stay true. All the other bars and restaurants around it eventually change throughout the years at some point. But that one consistent, you know it's going to be consistent. And then right when you think it's never going to change, it changes. You know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about and you want to share something about a, uh, a place that's changed, why don't you give me a call? Five, or six five seven eight three eight dyslexic moment here. Let me try this again. 657-383-1666. That number is 657-383-1666. For me, that place is the Rainbow Bar and Grill on Sunset Boulevard. Now, maybe most of you know what the rainbow is. Um, the rainbow, if, first of all, if you know me, you know I used to go to the rainbow all the time. Now, the first time I ever went to the Rainbow, I was um, like 18 years old, no, 19. I was 19 years old. I went there on a date. Um, I used to date this guy. He was, uh, he used to be on MTV and he would host different things. He was on radio, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, and back in the day, he used to have a club on the Hollywood, or on Sunset Strip called the Cat House. So he was all in it and he was like, yeah, there's this place I know you love. Let's go. And that's when the rainbow, like the vampire it is, bit me and I was hooked. So I used to frequent the rainbow before I was even a drinker. Again, I didn't become a drinker until I was about 25. And um, after that date, I was like, dude, I love the rainbow. It was awesome. I was very enchanted by it. It's the rainbow in short, um, has been around forever. Um, uh, back in the heyday of like the eighties, that's where every, like guns and roses and everybody would go. It was like the place. Um, when you go there on the weekends, you know, you always, it's almost like you're right back in that time. You know, when I used to go all the time, it's like, you have a bunch of hot chicks all over the place and different crazy outfits. And then you have a bunch of dudes and, Everyone just looks like they're living their best rock star life, you know? <laughs> and um, I just love that place so much. And they had good food. And then eventually when I did become a drinker and I'd go there, like, I just loved getting the champagne. You know, they have a $25 bottle of champagne. And in the outside area on the patio, it was like before it became legal here in L.A., they let you smoke out out there. So it was perfect for me, especially when I moved back to California and I was this drinker, pot smoker. And whenever people would come into town, I'd always have to take them to the rainbow. It was my thing. I remember I was working on this film and um, like almost every night after we were done shooting, I go to the rainbow and the guy that uh, me and him were the lead. And then uh, he'd be like, oh, you know, where you, you want to hang out after? I was like, yeah. He's like, let me guess, you're going to the rainbow. Yeah. And he's like, "Have you go anywhere else other than the rainbow? No. I just loved it so effing much. Um, you know, I have crazy stories at the rainbow. Like, you know, um, I remember there was <laughs> one time I was hanging out with my homies. And we were in the patio smoking, and there was this dude sitting behind me. And I forgot how we got in a conversation. And I was like, wow, you're really handsome. And then he was like, oh. And it turned out like we knew, like, some people, some other people. And he started smoking me out. And he, to this day, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I don't know what the hell we're in these blunts. Um, but... <laughs> When when the time 
last week had come and I was with my friends, I was so out of my mind um, going, I was yelling, the devil's inside me. But then I would whisper, and I want to out. <laughs> and that guy was just laughing at me. Um, we went on a date after that, but I realized on the date that he wasn't really the fellow for me. God bless him. He was nice. Tom. Shout out to Tom. He was a nice fella. And I think I hurt his feelings and I didn't mean to. I was very upfront with him though. Just like, look, you don't want to date me. You don't want to date a girl like me. And he was nice enough, but it just wasn't a good match. I, I feel bad. Poor Tom. Our date was at Disneyland. And I told my friend, this is not going well. Call me and tell me something bad happened. My friend, Renee, literally called me. He was like, Something bad happened. I was like, oh, something bad happened? What? Oh, okay. And then we left. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, oh, can I kiss you? I was like, oh, I don't kiss on first date. I feel so bad. But it's not like he had a pass and so did I. So it's not like it was like, oh, he dropped all this money at Disneyland, you know. Anyways, so he was just laughing. And it's so crazy because because I had smoked so much, I had stopped drinking when everyone else was continuing to drink. So I ended up being like the driver home or whatever. And I just remember when I was driving, I was just like, oh my God, you know, I'm so, I'm glad the devil's coming out of me and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like out of my mind for hours. And then the next day, um, my homie Ray, he was like, oh my God, I never seen you like that before. And I've seen you like really high, shall we? Like, that was weird. And I was like, I know. And he goes, would you do it again? And before he could say again, like finish it, I said, yes. <laughs> And I remember I even went back to that guy and um, tried to get some some of it off of him. And, like, he sold me some. And But he only did it once. And I think he did it to try to see if I'd go out with him again. Because when I went to his place to go get it, he was just like, oh, you know, maybe we should go out again. And I was like, oh, you don't want to go out with so, again, I hurt his feelings. Pobrecito. But um, I went back for it. We called it the Kukui the Weed. And I loved it. It was so good. Now, it's crazy because he was, turns out he was mostly known for, like, being involved in, like, custom motorcycles and stuff like that, like choppers and things like that. But um, that was, like, almost, like, his side thing where like his real job was like this like gnarly like chemist at this company and I thought that was really awesome like I was like wow that is so interesting like I'm all about that like Metal Jesus he works for Skynet like and even though Skynet you know is the enemy I'm very intrigued by it so it's like I was I was very intrigued by that, but then that's what made me think, like, what did he put on here? Did he make some kind of concentrate and, like, put it in it with it? Because I've never had anything like that ever since the googly weed. And I even tried, like, to track him down, like, years later and, like, whatever. And it seemed like maybe the, uh, like, he was doing more traveling with, like, the motorcycle stuff. And, um he didn't get back to me, but I really feel like even if he saw my message, he was probably like this chick. No, she just wants my weed, <laughs> but it was bomb. And then, um, of course there was a time where, um, there was this rapper, there's this rapper guy. And like, we used to talk on my face. And I would see him at the rainbow and like, I would see him when like, I would be with somebody. So like, I never really approached him or anything, but when I didn't have a boyfriend for a really long time, we started talking on MySpace and we would meet up at the rainbow. We'd smoke out, whatever, we'd hook up. And um, I was just like, Oh, like, I really like this guy. Like, it's freaking awesome. Like, he was, like, totally, like, homeboy vibes, too. So I really liked that. I liked that he had his SH together. He was successful. We had a lot in common. And that at the end of the day, 
he's just a homeboy, you know what I mean? Grew up in the hood, so he gets it. And um, I was just really into it. I was like, wow, like, ooh, maybe this could go somewhere. And I'll never, and that's what's so crazy is I, in that group of people that would always be there, Jasmine Sinclair actually would be there. And I would sit there and talk to Jasmine and kick it with her. And I didn't even realize like that was Jasmine. You know what I mean? Like I knew this girl I would talk to the rainbow was Jasmine, but like I didn't put the, cause I wasn't a, a like a ECW person or anything like that. So it's like, I didn't put the two together. I just liked her. And I was like, I like this Jasmine girl. <laughs> and then after a while, I was like, Oh my gosh, Jasmine Sinclair. Duh. So, um, that's just really funny. I should get her on the show and talk about the rainbow days. I bet you that would be a hoot. But um, I'll never forget. <laughs> I went to the rainbow thinking I was all bad. <laughs> Meeting this dude. Had to hang out. Have some champagne. Have some freaking smoke. Have some good food have a good hookup session, <laughs> then go home. And um, I remember there was like, a, at this time, there was like a bunch of people because they at the Rainbow, they would always reserve a table for this guy and his buddies. And that's where me and Jasmine was it. And I noticed there was like way more people than normal, like way more people. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Like, okay. And so... I was like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I went and sat down. The energy was weird. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then this fan came up to him. And she was like, oh, my gosh, congratulations on your wedding, da, da, da. And I was like, wedding? What? And so instead of saying something, I had every right to say something right then and there. I didn't. And I text him, sitting at the same table, did you get married? And he was like, yeah, sorry. And I just got open left. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Then there was a time where um, I was dating this wrestler. Um, and uh, at the time, I was living, was I living in California? Yeah, I believe I was. I had moved back to California. He had come here. Wait, I'm trying to think. I don't remember if it was when I was back in California or I was visiting, and then he was here too. Hmm. Either way, me and this wrestler, he was still in WWE. I was fired. I'm pretty sure it was when I was living back, because I think I was in TNA at the time. And I just remember hooking up with him at the Rainbow, and, like, there's always these crazy stories. You see crazy things. So, like, I had, like, my crazy kind of moment with him where – like, there's a stairwell, and we did some very naughty things on it, and, like, just lived it up. So it's like I have all these different vibes with the rainbow. There's the initial first time of being enchanted. And then there's, you know, um, having the best marijuana I've ever had to date. And then there's the I'm falling for this guy, and then I find out the whole time I was nothing but just a piece of ass. And then having that crazy moment where it's like, this guy, I'm so into him. I want to be his girlfriend. And we've been seeing each other for a while. And then we had this, like, crazy time on the stairwell. And then, of course, Ron Jeremy would be there all the time. And I just remember being super young at one point. And he was just, like, I didn't even know what he was really talking about. He was like, come with me, come with me. And, like, he took me into the bathroom, and he just whipped his penis out. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just totally, like, acted like it was no big deal. And I just couldn't be bothered and wanted to go back to, like, my friends and stuff. But, like, that's just one reason why I just really don't like Ron Jeremy. And people, whenever they go to the Rainbow, they're like, oh, Ron Jeremy was there. And it's like, so? And? You think he's some big deal? Like, who cares? I think he's a pig. So then I have my Ron, everyone has their Ron Jeremy stories at the rainbow. And then my favorite story at the rainbow is I was actually in WWE. I was visiting California. Of course, I go out to the rainbow visiting Cali. Um, I invited my cousin to come. 
and she came and I just really wanted to show her a good time. You know what I mean? Like I just really did. And, um, when we were there, an old manager of mine from when I worked at the Spearmint Rhino back in the day, he was like, Oh, Hey. And he was there and he had his buddy with him and his buddy was like super drunk and he kept disrespecting my cousin. And I was like, dude, like, don't be disrespecting my cousin like that. Like, if you don't stop, I'm going to do something about it. This is when, this is when I was a little more rough around the edges. (laughs) And then, um, he just wouldn't quit. And so I got up and I put him in the front face lock. And then once I locked it in, I put a guillotine hold on him and he started to pass out. And so I let him go. And then he was super embarrassed. And I remember at this point, like everyone in the rainbow was like looking at us. I'll never forget the singer from Warrant, Janie. He was there and he was like, his mouth was like open, like, what? And then he stood up, this guy, and he pushed me. He's like, oh, you're going to come at me like a man? So I grabbed him again in that hole. And I was like, say you're sorry to her. Say you're sorry. And like, I wouldn't let go until he said sorry to my cousin, which. You know, I don't take that back. I don't take that moment back. But it's really funny because my cousin to this day has me blocked on Facebook because I disagreed with, like, something she had said. And, like, she's, like, a total weirdo to me. And this is the thing about people, like, from my life pre-wrestling. They always say, and Shally became a wrestler and got all famous. She changed. And it's like, bitch, I was trying to get you involved and, like, let you have a piece of the pie. And, like... Look what I did. Like, I was choking some dude out because he was disrespecting you. And that was me being a man-hater at the finest. Like, ew. But anyway, shout out to my cousin, even though she'll never hear this, because she hates me. But um, after that, that's when I realized, like, crap, I work for WWE. Like, this is, I can get into so much trouble right now. Like, I got to get out of here. So I just boned out real quick. So... Now you guys have, like, a, a more rounded vibe of different stories I've had at the Rainbow. There's so much more. So it makes me so sad that a couple years ago I decided to actually boycott it because I was all excited going to the Rainbow as per usual. Um, the Mertzes have been there plenty of times even, even going during the daytime fun. And, um, you know, it's got the worst service. The girl was a bitch. I thought maybe I just went on an off night. Dude, it happens. Then Danielle and I went again, the same kind of thing. And then the third time Danielle and I went, and it was the same thing. I said, you know what? It's just changed. It's not the same. I don't like it. Um, oh, my gosh. How can I forget? Because of the rainbow, that's why I got to be, like, acquaintances with Lemmy from Motorhead. And we used to sit there and talk about music for, like, hours at that back bar like it was so awesome it wasn't about oh cool you it. it was just like such just so organic conversations that we would have and we would just talk about music man and that's what you do when you go to the rainbow you get effed up you hook up you talk about music sex drugs and rock and roll that's what it is so when I just saw that it just was, like, not the same vibe, I just didn't like it at all. I saw some of the regulars, and, you know, and that's why I need to ask Jasmine, A, she'll come on here, and then B, if she decides that she was, I want to talk about it, because I've seen that she's been there in more recent years, so I'm curious to see what her um, opinion is on all of it. But that's why I was like, dude, I don't want to come back here. Like, if I never come back here again, like, I'm not mad. And that was such a place for so many years. Like I said, people would be like, you always come to the rainbow. Oh, what's so great about the rainbow? What isn't great about the rainbow? Like, I just loved it. Why do things have to change? And it was so consistent. And I think that's where it got me. It was so consistent in what it delivered. And, um. I don't know if it was like when one of the owners passed away, that's when things changed or whatever. That could be it. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, dude, like, why do things have to change? I hate that. I don't mind change when it's improvement. But some things you should just leave alone. You know what I'm saying? You know what? My bowl is packed right here. I'm going to take a hit right now for RMP. The old rainbow here on Shelly Life.
that probably sounded really awesome. My new bong, it goes, like it pulls you into the vortex versus the bubbling sound. Well, it looks like no one's caring to call and share uh, something that they hate that changed that was maybe a consistent, but that's okay. I had a couple other things I was going to talk about, but it looks like um, my time here is about up. Don't forget, you guys, if you want to get a Shelly Live Pro Wrestling tee, has it. Oh my gosh, let me start over. If you want a Shelly Live shirt, you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees. That's where you can find it. Um, you can also check out my store on there as well. Just type in VOC Nation for the VOC Nation shirt. Uh, Shelly Martinez for that. Um, I have lots of stuff going on at my Secret Society and OnlyFans. I'm hoping today to get moved forward in this damn website issues I've been having. Hopefully by the end of the week, I'll have something. I better have a cool update for you guys next week when I come back. But, uh, yeah, if you guys want to check out my sexy content, head on over to OnlyFans.com forward slash Shelly Selfies. If you would like to go to my exclusive fan club, that's my secret society, where you get not only sexy content, but vlogs, lots of videos, and so much more, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Shelly Martinez. Later today, I will be putting up a new video on my YouTube channel. That's Shelly Martinez channel on YouTube. And, um, oh, on ShellyTV.com, I'm going to put a new video up today as well. So, like I said, lots to do today. But now that I've hung out with you guys, I feel like maybe I am getting my second wind. So that's good. All right. Until next week, I'm Shelly from Cali. And guess what? Me and Mertz will be smelling you later. Adios.